Welcome to the Weekly Offload, a podcast that discusses serious rugby league topics with a dash of dark humour. Welcome to the Weekly Offload, Episode 7, Mind Over Matter, and our special guest today will be Mark Edmondson. In this episode today, we will run through the NRL and NRLW Grand Final. We're going to preview both games. Then we will have a six again with Mark Edmondson in Part B, and also our question from our millions of millions of fans okay i'm going to introduce the boys today because it is a grand final edition so we have matthew gardner with us and he has played over 150 first grade games and achilles burn achilles burn who is a seven-time oztag champion you and then and then myself i should introduce myself <laughs> the host a gambling champion <laughs> <laughs> so if you watched episode two yeah. i had a very bad experience but then turned two two thousand dollars into two hundred thousand and the only reason why i'm saying that is i was thinking how can i even introduce myself <laughs> on this show with these boys on there so that is my um that's gonna be my title um so boys today we're gonna start with the wnrl grand final so a big upset last week so i was there live at the game so titans knocked off the sydney roosters it was a amazing match um titans i'd say roosters obviously have more talent but the titans just really dug in and it was a really old school i was saying to the boys off the podcast old school uh old school game old-fashioned it was really just a a will will versus skill i'll call it um if i can i don't want to as i said talk down the titans girls but they have five teenagers in their side um, they're one of the youngest side in the WNRL and no one gave them a chance to win this match. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. The Titans were fantastic. I mean, the Titans coming in third, playing the Roosters coming in second, but the Roosters are like the best attacking team all season, highest points scored all season. Um, and the Titans held them to nil. How good. Um, if you look at the post-contact metres, um, the Titans had like, like the Titans had 450 meters, as opposed to uh, the Roosters 355, and that's like for an attacking team, that's like massive. Um, yeah, that was just that just uh, just uh, to me, it looked like uh, that. I don't want to say they wanted it more, but you know, it was it's 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 a lot about will when it comes down to um, the finals, and it just looked like the Titans really wanted to win more, and and. To me, uh, the Roosters were sort of clock watching, and uh, it looked like they they were in shock. You know, they, they they looked like in the first like five ten minutes, they looked like they were coasting, about to score anytime soon, but just never came. And I just they just looked shell shocked in that second half. It was a real David and Goliath type of game, wasn't it? Um, you know, the Roosters have got all the talent and the ability, and you know the Titans are quite new and. It's very apt that this episode is called Mind Over Matter and having um, Mark on later talking about uh, mindset and things like that around uh, players and, and games. And the the Roosters must have turned up at that game thinking that they were going to roll the roll the Titans. And then, you know, the Titans have just got that real dogged mindset. You know, they've, they've gone, gone out there, stuck together. 
and just performed as a team. You know, the the Roosters were massively a team of individuals that day, and the the Titans just pulled together and absolutely pulled one off. I'm so glad all, you. All fair play to them. I'm glad you mentioned Mark uh, later on the show because he's such an interesting character, and he's done so much in the world of rugby league and mm. rugby union as well. And mm. I think a lot of the things that when you guys listen to part B will actually apply to your everyday life, yep. not just playing, but he, obviously he works with athletes all around the world. He's worked in the NRL, the UFC, so obviously in England as well. So obviously he is a very, very knowledgeable guy and a lot of what he says is going to apply to athletes, but you can take into your everyday life at the same time so um boys back to the wnrl so the match this weekend is the knights up against the titans so i might go to achilles first so who is your tip for this one well you know newcastle knights versus the titans uh i just want to talk about the newcastle knights they're such a young team brand new team they came into the comp in 2021 the following year, they won a title, 2022, and they're defending the title this year. And I, I think, um, here's a fun fact, um, I think it will be 22 years to the day where the men's Andrew Johns and Joey Johns in 2001 where they beat Parramatta. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, fast forward to 2023, you've got the two Southwell sisters playing, um, uh, with Jesse and Hannah Southwell. Um, but I just think, I just think, you know, uh, the Knights, they've been there before, you know, they've got a world drill system. I thought they might've struggled this year when they got rid of Millie Boyle, but you know, um, take out Millie Boyle and then Pettibourne up the front. She's just fantastic. Um, and then with the, with, with, with the fullback to make it up to which is, you know, as we all know, the Dallium, Dallium winner. I was actually, <laughs> I was happy she won. Yeah. Um, not just for Tamika herself as well, yeah. but I was happy she won because we have discussed on this podcast at length how good she was. And I actually going to give us a little bit of a wrap. I thought a lot of the players we have discussed on this podcast were very high on the w, uh, NRLW and NRL Dallium um meter yeah and polly actually my partner enjoyed it because she said it was a little bit like eurovision yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she kind of like you don't have much in the uk like you guys love mate i i, mate, I we don't we don't you love, you love eurovision mate. no we don't no nah, you from? do no you Austra do. Mate, australia go mad for eurovision uh, achilles this is gonna be a situation <laughs> like we talked about with the yeah. alcohol where i'm gonna get thousands <laughs> of complaints saying matt has no idea what he's talking <laughs> about because they like mate when i before i went to yeah. um the uk I, I do remember my mates that had european background like darko um and a few of our other mates they they did watch eurovision and i used to think what is it like <laughs> i used to see it and see like them dressed in crazy things and singing and i was that's, like hey, what's the appeal Australia. Like, oh, <laughs> listen well, maybe not from where I'm from in the north of England, you know what yeah. I mean? But there is no Eurovision parties back home. Achille I've never seen so many Eurovision parties and haven't done Achilles wanted to ask, do you have TV there? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, well, guys, you're asking the wrong person, mate, because my background's Filipino, mate, and we've got like karaoke machines in every part of the room, oh, mate. Yeah, yeah. So any single competition, we're in. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, write a wrong on this grand final edition because I did say for our UK listeners, I did say about um, the Northern England not being a beautiful place, and when Polly heard that, because she's a southerner, my fiance, she said, "What are you talking about? You said you loved the North of England more <laughs> than oh. uh, London." Yeah, I actually yeah. did. Wow. The people are, you know, they're, it, go on. the people, apart from McGarner, <laughs> <laughs> are super funny. Are super <laughs> funny, but oh, um, no. it was just, yeah, she she listened to it and she was like, that is a very odd. I think we should do a bit of recapping, mate, cause, yeah. uh, boys, because this is our grand final edition. But yeah, when, oh, when she went back. I think we should get Polly on as the new host. And, yes, uh, you know, Polly. Kick me off. Kick you off. She's doing enough editing at the moment. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, she was saying, I can't. She's like, You loved because when I went to Newcastle for New Year's Eve and things like that, I had an amazing time. Um, Are they Geordies? They're Geordies in Newcastle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah Newcastle's a very good night out. <laughs> I, I heard, would you agree with this, Matt, or disagree that I heard that Newcastle is like um, Gold Coast but cold? Or would you disagree? Do you think? I would. Probably agree with that, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it's it's Gold Coast times a million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I've personally found it better than the Gold Coast. No disrespect to people from the Gold if Coast, but you think part, you don't yeah. understand me? Like I don't understand them. Yeah, <laughs> serious. And you just sort of get in there. So what happened to me was I I got in the. Uh, habit of in London, people don't really talk to each other. <laughs> or don't, or don't, you know, at the front counter, you grab your things and leave. So I'd been living there for a year and a half. So when I got to Newcastle and they were sort of talking to each, talking to me or talking to the front counter, I was like, hurry up. Like, I want to get. <laughs> and then I was that person when I got there. So that's just a bit of a Achilles for you, a bit of a. Um, or your partner's obviously from the UK as yeah, well. Yeah, she's, she's from like next to Windsor. So she's got the Queen's English, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to get Achilles to do an accent on this show because we're going to lose thousands of listeners, I'm telling you. It's the worst accent I've ever heard in my my life. I took an ex-girlfriend back to the UK four years ago and she'd only ever been to London. And I said, I guarantee you, as soon as you walk into the north, anywhere we go, someone's going to say hello to you immediately. And we went to a pub, first straight up in Liverpool, went to the uh, bar and I let her order and the woman by the pub was like, oh, where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, Australia. She was like, oh, my God. She gave us free drinks and everything. I was like, oh, wow. welcome to the North. Yeah. Celebrity. <laughs> you feel like a celebrity. Um, just if we can segue back, boys, to the WNRL. So, Achilles, you and your partner, Vicky, you guys love the – that's why you've yeah. been so – popular on this show for NRLW yes um, because you guys watch it religiously oh, don't you it. the NRLW yeah my 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 missus shout out to Vicky um she yeah, she loves she loves watching the NRLW she loves watching all sports but particularly all women's sports um she does have a mate that does play in the NRLW or uh, the Broncos in Ashley Warner so she actually works with her um, but yeah, she loves it. She gets up all the stats, you know. And it, I, I think you've said this before. When our partners are watching it, they sort of do the lean. A hundred percent. Yeah, she gets right into it, you know. Yeah. 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 So she's she's been very good, and um, she's also tipping. Um, she she likes to go for the underdog. Um, so she's actually tipping the Titans. For simple reason, she she loves the fullback, and I don't want to get her name wrong. Um, is it Avena Paletti? 
Ivana Paletti, she absolutely yeah. murdered them last week. Um, I think she she ran over 250 metres last week um, and her postcard type metres was just so amazing. And I think if the Titans – I, I want to just shout out the Titans back three last week in, um, you know, Karina Brown and Destiny Minnow – sorry, I don't know how to say her last name. But um, those three girls were massive. They just got the roll on um, and they just – the tackle bus, they were just so great. And I think they need to be on again um, to upset the Knights – but I, I think I'm swaying towards the Knights. Uh, I think they've just been there. You know, they've made two grand finals in the th- first three years they've been on. Um, just the likes with, um, you know, uh, Jesse Southwell just steering the ship. Tamika Upton at the back. They're, 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 she, she won the Dalian for a reason, you know. She was just fantastic, you know. Um, and I, I just think well, just with experience and like you said, the Titans girls, there's a few teenagers there and – you know, it's good in a way that youth can come through, but it also they can implode at the same time if they're getting dominated. So it's the nights for me. Jesse, uh, can I say I wanted to mention, I mentioned outside the podcast about Jesse Southwell. They've done many uh, videos or studies of her on how she moves and it's actually quite similar to Andrew Johns. Mm. And I think like for any uh, player, man or, man or woman, it's um, I think to be compared to one of the greatest Great. players is amazing and at her age as amazing. well. So who and knows, young. she could, yeah. yeah, who knows where she could be. Um, obviously, Knights, that's their second grand final in a row. So obviously they beat Parramatta last year. <laughs> so... Yeah, the Titans. As, as if I just look at look through the Titan side, you've mentioned a few of them, Achilles. Yeah. It's not um, not to disrespect them, but it's not the women's um, mainstay names that mm. we would normally hear about. So I think a lot of the women, the, especially. Um, I'm going to disagree with Phil Good if he's listening at the moment. So <laughs> Phil Good was saying on his podcast, Six Again, um, our six tackles with Gus. Ours is six again. Don't take our <laughs> name, Gus. So he was saying that um, he thinks the New South Wales um, Cup, I, I understand sort of his point, but the New South Wales Cup and the under 20 should be on grand final day. The reason why I disagree with that is because you cannot have, you know, six games on on the same day. And having the NRLW, uh, I, he didn't sort of come out and say this um, particularly, but obviously you're going to have to get rid of a, one or two games, mm. aren't you? To, to they, they don't play six games on one field nowadays. So I think like having the NRLW is going to give a lot of the Titans um, girls the exposure. And a lot of mm. people who haven't seen the WNRL, which we've waxed lyrical about how good it is. Yeah. It, if guys, if you are um, uh, going to watch anything on Sunday, you definitely, it starts that kicks off at 3.55. You should be watching this game. Absolutely. Like the girl, th- this game here, like even though the Knights I think are favourites, they're pretty much for much. And also like, you know, you get to see the, girl, the girls, their, their skill set is amazing. Massive hits. Um, and I also want to shout out one girl that I think she doesn't get much recognition for for the night side is um, Yasmin Clydesdale. I think she's like, for me, she plays exactly like uh, Nathan Highmarsh. Just cleans up, just that engine, you know. Um, she's always there. She's always taking a hit up. She's like, you know, every time you need a hard run, she's in. And, and I think like the last two, three years that I've seen her play, amazing, amazing. But, yeah, definitely switch on. To watch this game um the girls are just amazing there could be an upset 
if the Titans played the same way, like you, you don't hold uh, the the best attacking team to zero if you're just like any chump, you know. So um, defensively they're great and attackingly they're amazing. And I think um, is a Georgia. I'm the same as you. You just don't want to get any names no. wrong. But Georgia Roche. She she's obviously we spoke about Jesse Southwell. But I mean, as we've said many times in this show, you need to have a good five eight yes. next to you. So I think she. Um, you you need to also acknowledge her that she's been playing amazing football at the moment as oh, well. Can throw a long ball too. She's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So boys, I'm gonna go final. This is a final call. I'm really struggling with this one because I really want the Titans to win. <laughs> I'm so set on the Titans to win. But, boys, give me a prediction for this game. Give me a prediction. We're going well, I think with the title of our podcast today, Be In Mind Over Matter, and with the performance the Titans put in against what was supposedly to be the number one team this year, I know they got knocked off by Newcastle the week previous, but... Um, I think when it gets this time of year and you get to the the men, the big dance, like it comes down mm. to that mindset. And mm. I think if you take that performance into a final and you roll with it, I would. I'm gonna back the Titans. Mm. Yeah, I do absolutely agree. Like with you, when you talk about mindset and momentum, plays a massive thing. But I just look across the night side and they've got a lot of rep players. You know, they've got like you know um, the Southwell sisters. You've got Tamika Upton at the back. You know, that, that amazing girl. Um, uh, 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 Caitlin, Caitlin Johnson um, and also Yasmin Clydell. You know, they're, they're just, they've just been there before. Um, so I think, you know, in those big games, you need to have a steady mind as well. Um, and I just think the New, Newcastle Knights, just with their experience, um, will, get, will get the job done. Okay, so I'm going to say, oh, it's so hard. It's like what Matt said, the mind over matter, because I was there live. And what Mark says um, later on in the show, it's just going to be so uh, sort of so amazing about what sort of mindset a athlete should be in or how they can get in the best mindset. And watching them Titans live, I'm going to go... Uh, Titans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to go Titans just because Mark's on this show. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know how amazing part B is going to be. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go Titans. I'm going to go Titans. Who's gonna okay. Be words next week. I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried because when we move on to the NRL, I'm a bit worried with both of my tips, but we'll see. <laughs> I might be, I might turn into the new Matt Gardner uh, well, on the show. You know I've learned a lesson about not tipping the Newcastle Knights after yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Against the Wasps. 100%. 100%. 100%, mate. Okay, so the NRL grand final, boys. So um, it's the Brisbane Broncos versus the Penrith Panthers. So if I am wrong about uh, both these winners, at least I can say that I did tip Brisbane and Penrith to be in the grand final uh, on our show about six weeks ago, Khalees, was it? And yes. I, but I'm sticking with, I'm going to come out and just say my tip. I'm sticking. I said Brisbane six eight, six weeks ago, and yep. I'm gonna stick. Um, the what the was sort of got me interested last <laughs> week, just because I think it's my heart. It, it's um, it's kind of like uh, I mentioned the gambling at the start of the show, episode mm. two, by the way. If you guys want to <laughs> listen, uh, chances are you're about to lose. So it's kind of like that. I got blinded by Parramatta and my mm. love for them um, many different times, but I think. 
Yeah, the, with the Broncos, I'm just going to say, I think Matt discussed said it last week on the podcast. They just have so much strike all over the field. And we have said all year that their forwards, are the, the quality of minutes that they play and what they can do, I don't think any other... Actually, I'm going to say this. I don't think any other forward pack, even Penrith, can do what they do. Mm. But in saying that, I'm very weary of the of these comments because Penrith are a juggernaut and whoever they bring in do a job um I've heard also even the way they play so they uh, uh move slightly to the corner post and they have a lot of their players running in that direction and if they put someone in that's a, even a rookie mm -hmm. he knows exactly the the place uh, the part of the field and exactly the angle he needs to run so they're very particular mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a juggernaut I'm tipping against a juggernaut boys but we'll <laughs> see what happens what it say who should we go to boys we'll go to matt what do you think what do you think i've said the broncos right from the beginning um and i'm gonna stick with the broncos um going back to the minds mindset stuff and, and just uh, they've just got them the young kids that are in that team and what they deliver week in week out to do that at their age at this level in in this type of competition this year with the panthers in there they've been melbourne um the quality of the players in there and the, the way they're performing week in week out and there's nothing phasing them mm. that speaks volumes and i just think going into a grand final with that type of confidence with that type of mindset where you can't be beat mm. i think that's going to get them through I, like i said what troubles penrith is like we've seen when your fantastic paramount reels uh defeated <laughs> them this year <laughs> is that you know they are methodical and they win the battle in the middle of the park and that's how they dominate. And then off the back of that win, they've got Cleary and uh, mm. Luai who are just going to run the show. Mm. If ben, if uh, Brisbane play how they play and they play with that width and they, they've got that forward pack, you said that can, you know, I don't think anyone can match them on the day. If they play with that width off the back of that hard work, oh, I, just, I just think there's going to be some yeah. super, super unbelievable skill on show and some ridiculous tries and i just think that's going to get them across the line can i ask you a question as a former player matt and as you said just with the topic of this show mind over matter having mark on later can i ask you what mindset brisbane will be in to penrith so penrith it's their it's not their first rodeo so it's their fourth one but whereas with brisbane do you or do you think it's easier or harder to be a Penrith team where they know what to expect or with Brisbane, they haven't felt the failure of losing a grand final or winning. Which position would you prefer to be in as an ex-player? I would be, I would honestly prefer to be in the Brisbane uh, Broncos shoes. When I, when I think about, like that was a great question, by the way. When I think about what their mindset would be right now, what I would be thinking about is the journey. Last last year they were there or thereabouts and they just fell off in the last hurdle. The year before they were wooden spoon and that team has stayed together all the way through that hardship. Mm. They've worked the nuts off to get to this grand final. It's taken them three years to turn things around. Penrith's mindset are going into it. We just need to do what we we've always done, mm. and that's sometimes really difficult to replicate. Like we've seen, no other team has won three in a row apart from Parramatta back in the day, mm. and I think as strong as they are and as much of a juggernaut as they are and they, you know they can dominate any team i just i just think that journey that the broncos have had to go on from being wooden spooners to nearly nearly getting there last year and now being there 
I think that is just a special mindset and a special journey. And I just think that they just need to go out there and finish it off. Mm. Yeah. I, who, I are you tip, who are you tipping, <laughs> Achilles? Penrith all the way. Please. I said, <laughs> look, there's no doubt, definitely um, Brisbane Broncos are such a flair, flairy team. They're such an amazing team across the park from their forwards to their back. And they're so juicy to watch. You know, so, you've got Reese Walsh at the back, he's so flary. You've got the control of Reynolds in the halves. And then you've got, like, you know, the hard-working forwards in Carrigan and Haas. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a man of stats and I, I love my stats. And I just think that Penrith Panthers, you know, in the last four years, they're, they're into their fourth consecutive grand final with a possible, possible, you know, three-peat. Um, uh, you know, they've been dominant for the last five years. You know, and I, I just think, I just think Penrith are just, you know, across the park. I think seventy percent of the Penrith team have played a grand final or even won a grand final. If you look in the Brisbane side, there's only two. It has played in the grand final, and if you if have won a grand final in in uh, Reynolds and Capewell, and then 2015 was the last time in the grand final, and Corey Oates is not even in the side. Uh, so if you look across the board, they're a very young side, right? They're very, very, I would say experienced because they've, they've played together and have had those bad losses and had those bad years. So they've come a long way. But if you flip on the other side, look at Premier, they're still young as well. And they've, and they've come through the system young and won comps. That's what I was, I was going to say, Achilles. Great, mm. great point. But even you could say the NRL grand final experience, but even how many grand finals have they even played in through the years? And then Absolutely. too, Matt, does that help? Um, do you think that helps playing in when you are a junior or do you think when it gets to the NRL, when it gets to the big stage, it's sort of irrelevant, would you say? I, I think it is a, it's a little bit irrelevant. I think what you've done in the past is, is the past and, you know, your achievements are fantastic. If you've won grand finals and you made grand finals, mm. and you're that team that's you know like Melbourne did for such a long time as well, it's amazing. But that also has to come to an end at some point. Mm. You know, it always comes to an end at some point. Mm. And I know, and and I'm not saying that Penrith are, are easy takers here for Brisbane or anything like that. And they're definitely going to you know lose. I want, I would love the Broncos to win, but <laughs> um, I just, I just think. I've talked about uh, eras with teams in the mm. last couple of podcasts, and I just think there's a new era, new era of um, ability and um, togetherness in a team. And I think what, like I was talking about, the journey of the Broncos before coming from wooden spooners three years ago to this this grand final, I, ju I just feel like there's an edge there, mm. um, and I just think that there's something special about them that can mm. take it this year. If, if I could bring up a stat, I mean, I've always said, and I always say to everyone, with the Penrith Panthers, you cannot make any mistakes, right? And if we talk, look at the errors, so when, when you look at the error stat, you want to be the worst at this stat, right? So if you look at the Broncos' errors, they come in at fourth with 11.3 uh, errors per game. You look at the Penrith Panthers, they come in last, only making nine errors a game. Now, everyone knows that, like, if you give Penrith Panthers a second bite or even, you know, drop the ball or something in your half, nine times out of ten they're scoring. Do you know what I mean? And I just think that, like, if Broncos get behind in the score, then you're going to see those try to get those flashy passes from Carrigan or, you know, Walsh is trying to do too much. And if they drop the ball in the wrong areas, and I've said this before and I'll, I'll, in a couple of podcasts, Penrith attack in defence. 
they're unforgiving. And I just, I don't know, they just know their systems very well. They do their jobs very well. And statistically, they're just on top. They, 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 they're, they're on top in every sort of stat over the last three, four years. I think I agree with you on, on that. And I think that's where we're going to see if the Broncos actually are the real deal. Mm. Um, because the great teams, when they make those little errors in those places where they shouldn't be making them, and that's where they generally win games, like when they get that pass to Reese Walsh and he goes out the back and Absolutely. and um, all those passes like over the top like to the winger and stuff like that. Though that's what's made them great this year. And I think in a game like this, it comes down to that mindset. And like if you yeah. do mess up at a time like that when you know normally that play is on. Yeah. How you come back from that play on the next set is going to show us if they're ready, uh, ready not to take over from the Panthers this year. Massive. Well, look at um, first couple of errors are going to be really big. Yeah, the turnaround, yeah. the mindset on the back of the error is going to be huge. But if uh, you, if sorry, sorry, Matthew. I was just going to say, Achilles. I don't know why I do this to myself. I must <laughs> like, I must like, I must like pain. I must be one of those people that enjoy pain. But if you look at 2001, is probably the greatest example of a team that we we threw the ball around all year. And if it doesn't work on grand final date, we threw a few passes. Um, I can remember a couple in, in particular, you know, to Jamie Lyon or Andrew Ryan. And all year it worked so easily. Mm. But when it came to the, if you drop a couple at the start. Mm. But I, I must say, I'm going to counter my own argument and say, I, I do think if Broncos are going to win, they're going to have to do what Parramatta did to Penrith. Mm. They're going to have to... Uh, the offloads are going to have to be high. I don't. Mm. I don't think. I just. I know it's. I think feel like with Melbourne it was the same. And Penrith, mm. everyone says you need to go set for set. But I think you need to. What Parramatta did mm. was disrupt. Uh, disrupt. I should say their defensive line. And I just think because they are. Uh, they are a machine. You need to find a cog in the machine. Um, what do you think about I, that, I, mate? I think like with Penrith, when when they play other teams, they've got like people in the background. Like the, tactically, they just change just in the minute things, you know, to 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 different teams. I know every team does it, but I think Penrith do that well. And I think if the Broncos, you know, try to change their game and try to stylistically try to play like Parramatta, I, I know they have to because Parramatta's been, let's just face it, dominant. We didn't win them in the last dance, but but um, in the last when it two didn't years, matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Parramatta has had their number for the last you know, season games. Um, but I just think if, if the Broncos don't play that way and try to play like the Eels, Penrith is going to see that. We'll see that. And they'll just adjust accordingly. And I, and, and, and I don't know, like, let's, talk, let's talk about boxing terms. If you try to change a boxing guy's style for the next fight, then as soon as he starts getting hit and starts losing, he's going to go back to his old ways. So stylistically... Um, Penrith can adjust really and they do it very well to most teams. I just think for Broncos to have any chance, they've just got to trust of what they've got them there. Um, and, and, and yes, if they're up on the forward, yes, try try to change a few things, but I wouldn't try to change dramatically. I reckon uh, from a player's standpoint and what the coach and staff and what they'll be talking about uh, leading up to this game, um, if they try to change their style and don't play the style that they're I've been playing all this whole time. It's gonna, they're gonna go under like mm. big time, definitely. Because mm. there's no need for them to change their style. Their yeah. style has been absolutely rocket, like mm. bulletproof all year. Mm. Um, and it, this is this is something that you, you talk about 
before every single game, it doesn't matter who you're playing against, is that you get into the arm wrestle. Yeah. And you stay in the arm wrestle for as long as possible because, yeah, you do need to go set sets and you do need to build pressure, and you, but you have to earn that pressure. Like, Brisbane have got a fantastic forward pack, and the yeah. reason why their guns are allowed to play off the back of it is because they stay in the arm wrestle and they generally win it. Yeah. Now, they're going to come up against the biggest arm wrestle they've had all year, and mm. the only way they're going to get over the top of that is if they stay in it for the longest and they keep those errors down. And if they do make an error, like I said, that it's that next set. You've got to come back from that next set. That's going to show if they're ready mm. to take over from uh, the Panthers. But, um, yeah... Uh, their mindset will just be stick to our game plan. Yeah. Stick to what we know. Don't even worry about them. You yeah. can't think about what they're going to do because if you do that, they'll do what they can do. <laughs> I I personally think that this battle is going to be won against the two number nines. Yeah, we can talk about, you know, the Clearies, your Reynolds, uh, Ezra Mann, Luai, Edwards versus um, Walsh at the back. But I think the forward pack is massive in this game. And if that number nine isn't steering the ship and picking the right plays um, when we, they've got the ball, I think, I think that will go to a big way to winning. Because um, momentum is massive. And how do you play, you know, if you're a back, you know yourself, Maddie, you play off the role of your forwards. Yeah. And if your forwards aren't dominating, and that all starts with that number nine in the middle. So, you know, Mitch Kenny versus Billy Walters, I think that's an that's unsaid battle. That needs to be won, and I think that's where the 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 game will be won or lost. Yeah, not. Um, it's a good point you make because not very well known or well publicized hookers, is it? Mm. And usually before the grand final, that is a talking point. But you're probably the first. Let's. You are an expert, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> you're the first expert to uh, mention that. So mm. uh, there, was a, there was good chat about Billy Walters this week uh, mm. on the NRL 360 about his journey. Ah, that's and, good. And how long it's taken him to get to where he is yeah. right now, and that just goes goes back to the the journey that I'm talking talking to you about about where these players have been and how hard it's been for them to get to the point where they are right now, and mm. it just that just changes a person Absolutely. going through that process, being knocked back, being knocked back, not making the grade, being told you're not good enough, and then to come together as one unit and stay together for such a long time through massive adversity of wooden spoon. Yes. To now. You're gonna you're gonna see something special on on Sunday, I reckon, like some real special performance. And then even speaking of um, Billy Walters, and in line with the topic of this this show, um, what about Kevin Kevin Walters? I, like mm. I gotta the coach, I gotta give a massive shout out to him. Yeah. He was under enormous pressure. Yeah. His own player came on a podcast yes. and said he cannot coach. Mate, I'm telling yeah. you, it met not many other people. That is, uh, he just kept like kept to the course. This is he showed a lesson on mindset. Absolutely, um, oh, it was Mark. Mark was maybe coaching him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, because um, he he stuck to the course. He stuck to his guns. He knew what worked. He yeah. brought back very. Um, simple game plan he brought yep. back a, a broncos culture that was yes. completely yeah. gone mm. broncos when i was growing up were a juggernaut i remember even mm. an ex-player saying i think it might have been andrew john saying that even the trainer for the broncos felt like he was better than me <laughs> so even, even their staff had that like it was an arrogance but it was confidence as yeah. well had that and they completely lost that well yeah. they were last like two years ago mm. two three years ago so it's it's been a massive turnaround and he has brought that back mm. and under immense 
yeah. um, criticism. Was, he was copying it. Yeah. If you go back to articles yeah. around that time. Well, he, he was always saying that there is a team here. You just got to be patient, you know, just yeah. be patient with me. And I think what he's done well was, was kept that playing group and kept them believing, you know. And then the missing link was just Adam Reynolds. You know, steer him around. And, like, yeah, the pressure and you talk about mindset. I'd love to have um, Mr. Walters, if you're listening, come on the show, um, talk about the mindset. Mate, he's, yeah, like you said, they, they were getting pumped and he was getting now, – and now look at him, you know. So, yeah, hats off to Mr. Walters and, 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 all, and all the staff in the Brisbane because there's, there's, there's a lot of people that help along the way too, you know. He's coaching staff, you know. They were all under fire. Um, and then what, what taking them from, from zero to, you know – um, possible grand final winners is amazing. Yeah, you never know. It's a good point, Achilles. You never know. We've obviously the coach has done a great job, but behind the scenes, yep. they've ter- they've brought through a lot of juniors as well. And uh, the culture they say starts, you know, in the office. So yeah. I think they've completely turned themselves on. Later on in the uh, show, when we talk about special places, special clubs, and just the the feeling around that club. Mm. Like I spoke about uh, Saint Helens back home in the UK, and. I've always grown up supporting St. Helens. There's just something about that club. Mm. I've never played for them. My brother played for them. And I was in and around that group of players for a long, long time. And there's just an aura. There's yeah. something special in that club. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That makes them great. They might yeah. dip off a little bit like mm. like the Broncos did. But then you just need that one person to come back in, Kevin Walters, and to make everybody believe in that culture again. And then boom. And you could you could also say like like someone presence on the field as well you know your your, your, your uh, playing style changes say for example Sunny Bill comes on the off hey, the bench got those players again yeah Carrigan Carrigan yeah. is an out and out Broncos player mm. feel like Talis it just reminds me of how gritty and determined he is with every single action he makes on, the, on the field you know he just wants to do it for the Broncos mm. and we we've been giving us a stop a few plugs because this is a grand final edition but Matthew <laughs> I do remember on episode one the life and times of Matt Gardner we did say Payne Hast and um, Carrigan were amazing for the Broncos and probably would take them into a later stage of the season so Absolutely. and they definitely they definitely have yeah. done that so boys let's go should we do a score i feel like i honestly feel like i could come on t- oh, this is too difficult. i could come on t- like next week and i feel like i could be <laughs> over three but um let's do a score prediction let's do why not why not boys we're, we're a part of big big calls on this podcast we've never shied away from a big call what do you achilles what me? do you think mate give me a score prediction i'm going 20 plus panthers Wow. Yeah, I wow. just I just think the Panthers You think it's gonna be a blowout? Yeah. I, I just think the Panthers keep a pace that no one can keep up with. Um and they're coming in fresh, like fresh. Um and that's all year no one has looked like beating them besides the mighty Eels, but um I think the occasion will get to the P- Brisbane Broncos. Um I think the Broncos are uh, again amazing team. Reese Walsh you know, the, those guys. But I think Brisbane out of Brisbane, playing in Sun, uh, a core stadium down here. I think the Panthers have been here before. They're not playing in, in Brisbane. Um, and I just think they'll keep up with them. But I, I think the pace will just get them in the end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go like this. I'm going to say the Panthers are going to go ahead. Wow. They're going to go ahead 12-0. Mm. Broncos are going to come back 12 all 
And Mr. Alan Reynolds is going to put a ball in the in-goal area. Oh. And so I don't know who's going to score it, but they're going <laughs> to score it right at the end and they're going to win. Okay. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> this is just up at the top of my head, but I'm going to go 17-10 <laughs> to the Brisbane Broncos. Wow. I think, yeah. Okay. I think 17-10. Who gets the field goal? Well, Reynolds. I'll yeah. say Reynolds. Will, Reynolds will kick. Actually, yeah, Reynolds. I'll stick with Reynolds. Yeah. Um, and that's. Should we end the show like that, boys? Do you think with our score predictions? Yes. And then we we are moving on to part B with Mark Edmondson. So this is our episode, Mind Over Matter. Enjoy. This episode was sponsored by Fit Living. Fit Living delivers the best treatment in the inner west. Their mission is to get you pain-free and healthy. They offer remedial massage, physiotherapy, acupuncture, and chiropractic care. Part B will be with Mark Edmondson, and it'll be released later this week. So stay tuned because Mark has worked with athletes in the UFC, NRL, and England's rugby union team. Matt and Mark discuss the psychology of an athlete in a brilliant episode. If you want to reach out to Mark, his Instagram is Team Edmondson Original. Contact him at info at teamedmondson.com. We are not taking a load off this week, but stay tuned for part B. You won't be disappointed. <laughs>